Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Smalia Aaronozar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now in today's episode, we're going to be taking a walk down the Argentinian Isle. Now many of you are enjoying Malbec and those big bold reds in your glass, and so we're going to be taking a walk down the Argentinian Isle. And now those of you who love big bold reds are probably already fans, but you may not know about Argentina's history, its really unique growing environment, as well as other great varieties that you can try. So we're going to be covering all of that in today's episode, so if you are in the wine store, you want to take a wine over to that Argentinian Isle and you'll be able to see the labels of what we're going to be talking about. If you're ready to take a walk through Argentina today, let's get started. Like all good stories, let's start at the beginning with Once Upon a Time, and we're going to go back to the history of the Argentinian wine growing area. Now, it's important to know that grapes have been grown in Argentina since around the 1500s, and this came about when the Spanish missionaries came and brought the Criolla grape variety, as well as a few others. Basically, when the missionaries went to areas in the world, they brought grapes to make communion wine. They needed grapes for the sacrament. And so the Criolla grape, which is still in Argentina today, has been in place since the 1500s. Now, with the Criolla grape, the missionaries also brought viticulture techniques. So they brought the experience of how to actually grow grapes and they started to set up vineyards. Now, what's important here is to know that there was agriculture growing in this area, obviously, for centuries to the point that we have some irrigation systems that have been put in place from the Incas. And the missionaries were able to use those aqua streams that have been set up by the Incas to help irrigate their vineyards because grapes do need water. They don't need a whole bunch, but they do need some. So we have the first formalized beginning of a wine culture being formed in the 1500s in Argentina. Now, if we go forward a few hundred years to the 1800s, here's where we start to see the introduction of the grapes that you will know and love, such as Malbec, Cabernet, Bernarda, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc. And these grapes came with winemakers, particularly from France and Italy, who were leaving their own areas because of a louse or an, a bug that was in the ground that's called phylloxera. And we'll be discussing this in another time. But phylloxera, the quick TV version, is that this is a little bug that gets in the ground and it eats grapevines from the ground up. And by doing so, before they knew what it was, viticulturists and winemakers were finding that their vineyards were just being destroyed. This little louse in the ground was eating their vines. They didn't understand it yet. And it ravaged the vineyards of Europe for decades. So obviously these vignerons needed to go somewhere to be able to do their craft. And so they left France and Italy and they came to Argentina. Some went to other areas of the world as well. But we see this influence of French and Italian grapes. Now the French, especially from Bordeaux, brought the Malbec grapes, the Cabernet, the, the, the Merlot. So all of these grape varieties that we typically know from France are showing up in Argentina. The Italians as well brought their own indigenous grape varieties. One of my favorites in Argentina is the Bernard a grape that came from Italy. And we're going to talk about that when I break down some specific grape varieties. But know that many of the grape varieties that you know and love 
came to Argentina in the 1800s along with winemakers who were devastated in their home bases of France and Italy and they came to Argentina looking for a new start and with them they brought their clippings and their grapevines and they put them in this new environment and began the wine industry as we know it today because originally while well, we had table wines and sort of quaffable wines if you will with the Spanish missionaries wines for sacraments we didn't have a full-on industrial wine industry and that's what the introduction of these new grape varieties brought to Argentina. Now let's take a bit of a deep dive into this grape that we all know and love and this is Malbec. Now Malbec came with the French winemakers and it's predominantly in the area of Bordeaux. We also grow it in the southwest wine region which is below Bordeaux in France and there we refer to it as Cot, C-O-T. But for this episode today we're going to keep referring to it as Malbec and you need to know that Malbec comes from Malbouche or bad mouth meaning that if you took a bite of that grape from the Field, it was going to be bitter and fairly intense. So it was not always a good mouth on its own. But as Bordeaux red wines are a blend of different grape varieties, predominantly Cabernet Merlot, Malbec Petit Verdot, what Malbec brought to the blend was intensity of color, flavor, tannins, structure. So Malbec was known as sort of a structure, a backbone to the wines of Bordeaux. And when we brought it to Argentina, what they found was this grape variety that had been part of a fabulous blend or unique blend from the Bordeaux region shined as an individual grape variety in Argentina. And so there is a bit of a dig, if you will, in that the Argentinian winemakers will say the grape may have come from Bordeaux, but we in Argentina showed you how to make it. Now Malbec is a big bold red grape as we know. In the semi-arid growing conditions of Argentina and the sunny days, we get over 320 sunny days in Argentina as well as those dry conditions, very different growing conditions than Bordeaux. Bordeaux is on the coast, you'll get coastal breezes, but we have high humidity. And when we have wine regions with high humidity, we're going to have a higher occurrence of the potential of more fungus diseases to impact those vines. Think about a grapevine for a minute. You got big leaves, you got bunches of tight fruit. And so if moisture gets in any of those and stays, and it stays warm and hot, then obviously funguses can grow. And it's funguses on grapevines that require at times for us to use interventions, whether it's organic sprays or chemical sprays, but when we get into more humid climates, this is where we may have to have some interventions to help take away those funguses. Now, Argentina being semi-arid and dry and we get winds coming off the mountains, this is where we have these grape varieties that can be predominantly organic. There is lots of organic winemaking going on in Argentina. So if this is something that you are interested in, definitely you'll want to take a look here. And the reason that it is so prominent is because of those dry conditions, because they're not as susceptible to those funguses that we don't need to use interventions in the vineyard. We have those cool breezes coming off the mountains, warm, dry, sunny days, and depending on our canopy management, which means how are we actually trimming the grapevines as we're letting them grow, we want to make sure we have lots of good airflow through them. 
If anything, in the area of Argentina, we're going to use canopies for shade a little bit more, where in the area of Bordeaux, for example, with Malbec, we need to open that up to, to create as much airflow as possible. So just some differences there. So Malbec in Argentina can shine on its own because it has the sun. And what the sun does is it raises the sugar in the grape. So we get lots of good fruit flavors, those sweet flavors, if you will. But the nights are cool. So Argentina is a bit like a desert in a lot of the growing areas. And because it's high altitude, we get an extra bonus of the intensity of the sun. And why high altitude is important, and you're going to hear it referred to a lot when we talk about Argentina vineyard, is the higher up we go, the cooler the nights get. It's also about the intensity of the color that comes from the skin. A grape wants to protect the seeds inside of itself. Its whole reason for living is to attract animals with the seeds inside of the grapes that are tasty so those animals will eat the grape and then take those seeds within their own body and spread them around in their excrement and then the grapevine can continue on its plan of world domination. When we get into high altitude sunny locations, the grape variety actually wants to protect those seeds so its skin can get a little thicker and by becoming thicker, we're going to get more intense color in those red grape varieties. And when you think about a glass of Argentinian Melbeck, it may be absolutely almost black, almost opaque when you look at it. Deep, deep purples and almost blue look tones in those colors. And that's coming from some of that protective skin. It gets a little bit thicker because the intensity of high altitude means you're closer to the sun and the grape picks that up and protects itself. So Argentina has such a unique growing environment being semi-arid, which means that we don't have that high susceptibility of funguses. Now, if you do have a damp year and moisture impacted by the La Nina and El Nino, this can impact the growing seasons, but we could and we may have to use interventions. But most of the time in Argentina, the typical year will be very little rain and those bright, sunny, wonderful days. But the high altitude also gives us strong sunlight, but cool nights and cool nights give us high acid in the wine. So the days in the sunshine give us good sugars and at night we get high acid and this creates a very balanced wine flavor there. And we're going to get really layered wine styles coming out of here in regards to the grapes expression. So the environment that Malbec grows in Argentina is why it thrives here, why it has its terroir moment. And terroir, if you've heard me speak of this before, this is a wine term that we have that means the soul of the place. Malbec grown in Argentina is unique because of its environment that it grows in. Now we can grow Malbec all around the world and we have delicious examples in many, many places, but coming from Argentina, it does shine and it loves being grown here. That's a little bit of information for you on the backstory of the growing conditions of why Melbeck thrives here. Now let's talk a little bit about grape varieties to try. If you are in the Argentinian Isles, just take a wander and you'll see a lot of single grape variety names. You're going to see Melbeck, Cabernet, Syrah, Merlot, Bernarda. You're probably going to see for whites, Chardonnay, 
Sauvignon Blanc, and a great variety that I highly recommend you try is Torrantes. Now, Torrantes is a grape variety that is delicious and comes from Argentina. And this grape variety, if you are enjoying Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc, this is a white grape that I would love for you to try. Don't be afraid if you look at the bottle of Torrantes and you decide it seems a little too economical, it's probably not very good. It is delicious. And in this wine, you're gonna get soft notes of peach, this lemon rind flavor, and a touch of floral. And it's almost like a soft Sancerre, which is 100% Sauvignon Blanc from the Loire Valley in France. And it's a little bit softer than, let's say, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, which is all about that really bold expression of nose and mouth experience. So Torrentes is like a soft Sauvignon Blanc. Like I said, if you're enjoying Pinot Grigio and Torrentes for sure as a white variety, I highly recommend you try. So if you are in the aisle, definitely take a look for that. And you can enjoy this with curries, with seafood, anything that has a little bit of lemon. There's a hint of tropical and floral in it, like I said, but it's a beautiful wine for you to try. Now, an interesting grape, if it is available in your market, is the Criolla grape. Now, the Criolla grape is the grape that came with those Spanish missionaries, and this is a very old grape in that region, and we're starting to see more and more sparkling wines made with it. The sparkling wine, it really shines, and if you're able to find a Criolla sparkling wine, then definitely give that a go because it is delicious. Now, Malbec, we just spent a little bit of time talking about that grape specifically, but also give Malbec Rosé a try. Here you're going to have that intensity of the nose, the blackberries, the raspberries, all of those flavors will come through. You're going to have a little bit of tannin in the rosé as well. It's going to be a dry style and you can check this by turning the bottle around and on the back you're going to be looking for 12% or higher in alcohol. That's always going to be your clue that the wine is a dry style, not sweet. But a beautiful Argentinian rosé is a wonderful with grilled dishes, whether that's chicken, mushrooms, or beef dishes, or pork, but a lovely alternative if you're just not feeling it or maybe it's a really hot day and a big, huge glass of big, bold Malbec is not what you're feeling for the day, definitely give the rosé Malbec a try as well. Syrah as well, another great variety here that we see grown around the world, but it can have a real deep spiciness coming out of Argentina, as is Cabernet Sauvignon. So two great varieties you're already enjoying, give them a go. Now, one of my favorite reds coming out of Argentina is Bernarda, and this is an Italian grape variety from Piedmont in the north of Italy that is shining in Argentina. And this is a wonderful wine where Melbeck comes with lots of intensity and that backbone and structure. Bernarda comes with bright cherries and raspberry flavors, but that acidity, that mouth-watering sensation in the reds, which is so typical of Italian reds. And where this really shines is put it with dishes, meat dishes with a tomato sauce, for example. Anything with tomato, because high acid and those tomato dishes, it's gonna have a bit more oomph, if you will, so great with grilled dishes, roasted peppers, roasted tomatoes, anything that way it shines. But Bernarda is a really lovely red, not as rich and full-bodied as the Malbec, but definitely a medium, bodied, expressive, aromatic, delicious red to try. So I highly recommend that you give Bernarda a chance in your glass. Definitely one four season red, delicious in the summer with grilling, wonderful in the winter with savory stews, but wonderful wine style that maybe you haven't tried before. So definitely recommend it. 
Now we've gone through Argentina really quickly in today's episode, so let's do a quick recap about what we covered. The first thing we covered was about the history and organized grape viticulture growing since the 1500s when the Spanish missionaries brought the Criolla grape and a few others into the area to support the sacraments. And then that helped to evolve the culture. In the 1800s, more grape varieties came with French and Italian winemakers as they had to leave their home areas in search of new areas to grow grapes as the louse or the bug phylloxera was impacting the soil in their growing areas and they didn't know what the problem was yet. They just knew that they could not grow grapes where they came from and so they brought grapes to Argentina and began making wines there. Now, in regards to phylloxera in Argentina, we do have it, but we have a very mild case of it, so it's not as impactful right now in that area. Phylloxera is a whole other conversation, but for this episode, know that it impacted the ground. Winemakers could not grow their grapes. They were dying from the ground up, and so they left their home bases of France and Italy and other countries and came into Argentina in the 1800s, and that's where we see these grape varieties we know and love. We talked about Malbec as well as the high altitude impacts and the arid environment and how that helps create the wine styles of the area. The sunny days, on average 320 sunny days in Argentina, those breezes that come off the mountains, there's runoff in regards to water, those water channels that were built by the Incas that have helped to irrigate vineyards. So that was already in place. But Melbeck shines. We're also getting those intensity of the color because the high altitude gives us intense sunlight and the vine goes to work to protect those seeds. Lots of wonderful, unique aspects to the growing environment in Argentina, which makes lots of grapes express themselves with an intensity we don't see in other areas. And the third thing we covered was some specific grape varieties for you to try. Now, of course we know Malbec, but try Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, Merlot, my particular love for Bernarda. I highly recommend you try. It is delicious and one to look for. For whites, definitely we have Sauvignon Blanc that will be delicious. Chardonnay. Now Chardonnay here, you're going to see some oak styles, those buttery rich style. And the reason for that is the sunlight gives Chardonnay that extra lift of flavors and sugars. So we can do big, bold styles of Chardonnay here. So if you're thinking you want to grill some steaks and you're going to put a Bernay sauce on the side or doing uh, a brunch with hollandaise sauce, anything with butter, a Chardonnay from Argentina is probably going to fit in, but always turn around and look at the label. You're looking for those terms on the back saying butters and richness definitely to imply that style. And then the other great variety that I highly recommend you try is Tarantas. Definitely a wonderful grape if you are already enjoying Pinot Grigio and Sauvignon Blanc. If these are grape varieties you enjoy, then Tarantas is definitely in your wheelhouse. And so this is a grape to try and you're going to get those soft stone fruits. So that peach, apricot, some floral, some lemon rind, delicious white, four season white, depending on what you're having, but a lovely wine in the glass that I highly recommend. Now, when you're taking a look at the Argentinian Isle and the wine styles and potentially the cost of some of these wines, you might be thinking, hey, maybe these are too economical to be good wines. It's not the case. So take advantage of this opportunity as a consumer to try different grape varieties, and I'm sure you will find some new favorites. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode as we took a wander through Argentina together, and I look forward 
forward to hearing about if you try those new grape varieties or maybe you learned something new about Melbeck. Now, I would love to hear from you if you are trying some of these grape varieties that I'm recommending. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can definitely leave it in the comments below. And if you're listening on the podcast, then definitely you can visit winegirlacademy.com and there's lots of different ways to leave me notes and messages or our social media channels. Now be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you today. I hope you have enjoyed our time together as well as learned some new tips in regards to shopping in the Argentinian Isle. I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Cheers to you. Bye now.